We have got a jam-packed two hours starting right now. The World Tag Team Champions, the Harlem Heat, Booker T and Stevie Ray, they defend those titles tonight on Saturday Night and The television champion of the world, the crippler Chris Benoit, defends the TV title tonight on Saturday Night. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and coming off the longest episode ever, <laughs> we're going to get right back into professional wrestling this week with a WCW Saturday night from October 2nd, 1999, continuing our tribute to Barry Darso that we are continuing for some godforsaken reason. But let me bring in my co-host, my guest at this time. A man who is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Lego Corporation, mm. Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you? Uh, you bet your bippy I am, Pete. How are you? <laughs> you bought like a Lego thing that was like a bonsai tree, so you I basically did. worked in Karate Kid? Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, what did you say I was doing? I was clipping, clip here, wrap clip there. Clip here, tie there. Yes. Yeah. It was, no, it's, it, was, it was a set that I had been looking for for a while because when they originally put it out it quickly sold out and it was out of stock for a long time and then they just uh was out of stock for a long time and then they came back into stock and i quickly gobbled one up you know yes <laughs> much like much like <laughs> lanny poffo would gobble up his car uh, no, 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 okay all right <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry <laughs> oh no 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 that's okay because uh, I, I don't know if I'm stalling or whatever, but yeah, WCW Saturday Night from the fall of 1999 sounds weird, but this is the period of time where Jimmy Hart was basically running this like it was its own program, like separate from the rest of the promotion. So it was, like, it was very much like the like the prime. <laughs> in, in in a way, yeah. I mean, Saturday Night had six months to go after this point, and. Vince Russo quit the WWF three days after this, which, of course, would have implications for WCW down the road. Was, oh, was the Sunday after this the, uh, the what was it, No Way Out or whatever the episode, what was the pay-per-view where... Um, no Mercy. No Mercy, where Jeff Jarrett lost to China and he quit after that because he was so disgruntled with the way they treated Jeff Jarrett. I want to say, oh, no, well... No, Russo quit because they were going to start up a SmackDown, and he he's like, I don't want to write for two shows and only get paid the same as before, which is like the only time in my life I've ever sympathized with Vince Russo. That and the uh, go get yourself a nanny story when he said he wanted to spend more time with his family, which to be fair, his family didn't want to spend more time with him. No, (laughs) no, this is true. Um, I want to be. I would say I would be remiss if I didn't want to just quickly shout, give a shout out, uh, okay. R.I.P. to New Jack. Um, oh yes, 
GFA no longer alive strikes again. Um, I texted you, or you texted me last night that New Jack had New Jack had passed. Yes. And uh, I'm going to go on record and say I was I was a bit with uh, I was a bit filled with glee because I have New Jack in my death pool. <laughs> oh. He's, he was the first person that I that I got a hit on. We've had so many people from our Deadpool pass away, and everybody else has been making money off this deal except for me. And I finally had my first one. So R.I.P. New Jack. Um, you know, let's just uh, here's here's to Shiki Baby. Let's see if he how long he can hang on for. <laughs> well, he's gonna live forever. I think he fits in under like the Keith Richards corollary. He might. So so it's actually not a good pick to have Shiki in, in no. any sort of death pool. It's like picking Vince McMahon. We all know Vince is still going to be booking, you know, NXT in 2785, and Gargano is still going to be there for some reason. <laughs> He's gonna, Vince McMahon's going to be showing up at Triple H's funeral. <laughs> I don't know, pal. Let's book an angle here. <laughs> all right, so there it, it, in one of the joys of fall of 1999 WCW is you get yes. some bizarre matchups on paper like a couple of weeks before this jim duggan faced la parka on an episode of saturday night and i probably could have just chose that one but uh, i'm gonna hit play here and you can tell that this is late era wcw saturday night because what does this look like to you this green room where people are dancing this looks like the opening scene of blade <laughs> I I was gonna say it looks like a rave. It is basically subliminally telling you, look, if you want to watch WCW from this time period, you got to be fucking high on ecstasy <laughs> in order for it to be enjoyable. Okay. And they're like, oh yeah, and Russo's coming in in a little bit, and it's only going to get worse. And Lash Larue is making Lash his way LaRue. to the ring. Yeah. Oh boy, Lash LaRue, huh? Mm-hmm. Double L. Lash would... LaRue is taking on Buff Bagwell, which... Oh, those are two guys that would fit into our um, our, our Royal Rumble. <laughs> yes, they are all alliterative Royal Rumble, just kind of going down the list here. They might be the only two alliterative guys, unless we're counting Harlem Heat. and Harlem Heat and Bobby Blaze. I don't think Bobby Blaze will be in that Royal Rumble, though. No. Here's, um, here's, I believe this is 1999 Rookie of the Year, Buff Bagwell, right? <laughs> Four-time WCW Rookie of the Year. I mean, I don't even know what his character is. I mean, I guess he's a face because he's being cheered for some reason. Is he in the Wolfpack, or is he out of the NWO? Or I don't think there is. Is there even an NWO in October of 1999? There's always an NWO. <laughs> There's always money in the NWO. There's always money in the like, NWO. Like it, in the banana stand, yes. Yes. Oh, great. Bagwell's going to speak. What the f***? What? <laughs> I don't know what the hell he said. You just said the C word. <laughs> Which C word? <laughs> Actually, don't tell me. <laughs> I think this is pretty much like, even though Jimmy Hart's in charge, the wrestlers would just go out and do stuff like that that make no sense to pop themselves. 
Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of well. You know what it's like. Um, think of it this way. Remember how? Oh, you know how you're gonna comment that like Saturday night's main event was its own beast. Yeah. And they never really they never really referenced anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what it's like. WCW Saturday night is very similar. During during this era, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there there are a lot of these Saturday night shows because I have not done very many of them on the regular podcast. And like I said, there's so many weird matchups. Like one of the gold standards is actually from well before this period in May of '98, where it was Goldberg versus y- Yuji Nagata. Mm. Excuse me, pro- proven non-American draw, uh, y- Yuji Nagata. Oh, they're going to say proven non-American draw Goldberg. Oh, no, Yuji uh, Nagata, they throw him on TNT and the ratings go down like 12%. Yeah. Was this still on at 6.05? Yep. Wow. And since, like, well, October 2nd, I guess baseball season would still be going on, but it would have been like um, the last weekend of the season. Uh, yeah, it would have been, yeah, like the Braves would have had their last game. I don't know how. Game, I, would say. I don't know when they stopped televising the Braves on TBS, though. They made they made them stop doing that at a, at a certain point. Oh really? You know what? I didn't. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I figured the Braves would still be on TB, TBS. <laughs> yeah, they wanted te- they wanted teams off super stations because it gave them an inherent advantage oh, yeah. over everybody yeah, else. Sure. That makes sense. That Braves team went to the World Series that year and got swept by the Yankees during that unfortunate period where the Braves kept making the World Series and fucking losing. Not, <laughs> not, not, not because I wanted them to win particularly, but because, you know. It's like, I was going to say, was that like, were you like really pissed off that the Atlanta Braves never seemed to win the big one? Well, they'd get there and then they'd play the Yankees and then they would basically do a clean job in two and a half minutes. They it was would, like yeah. an enhancement match of World Series. You know, I had this conversation this morning with my brother about baseball. What do you think is worse, never making the World Series or making the World Series and losing? Never making – wait. Well, hmm. That's tough. Because you have a team like – you have teams like the Texas Rangers and the Rays who have made and the Padres who have made the World Series but never won it. But then yeah. you have a team like the Mariners, who at one point in time had four Hall of Fame ba- players on their team and didn't make the World Series, or didn't, yeah, didn't make the World Series. Yeah, the Ma- I would, I would rather be the team that made the World Series and lost. Okay, because at least it, you could say you won like the pennant. You know, we could go back to that old chestnut, the pennant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we talked about baseball rather than this Buff Bagwell match because why the hell is he being cheered? Uh, I mean I don't know, but I mean Lash Larue wasn't wasn't Lash Larue like Sergeant Larue, not Larue? What was he like Sergeant? It was well, I don't know. You're the expert on this time period of WCW. He was Corporal. He was Corporal Cajun. Okay, that's right. He was Corporal Cajun. <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a cartoon character from Laugh Olympics. It, it, it was <laughs> it terrible. H- well, I mean, you had you had you had General Hugh Rection. Yes. GI <laughs> Bro, which was awesome because we watched the Booker T A and E 
which was fantastic. It, really? I'm so ex- yes, the Booker T A and E biography was unbelievable. It's really those A and E biographies have been pretty good. Although the Macho Man one was kind of like a hit job. Yeah, which, it got it got it got some bad bad reviews off it. Well, the best was like watching it and like at one point they're interviewing Jerry Lawler and he's talking about something and I looked at my brother and I went, "That's not really what happened." <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was talking about when Savage left to go to WCW, and he's like, "Randy Savage left in like the middle of a Monday Night Raw," and I'm like, "No, that's not what happened at all." But that's okay, <laughs> like that's that's all right. But uh, yeah, yeah. So ha- having Hogan there uh, talking about Savage's life when you know that he has a history of being somewhat less than truthful. Having Bubba the Love Sponge on. Oh that yeah, the, that's the thing that everybody was like freaking out about. And, including Eric Bischoff. Bischoff went on record and said, if I knew they were going to have me on with Bubba the Love Sponge, I never would have agreed to it. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, Bubba the Love Sponge sucks. He's the worst. And he was on with, he was on talking about Savage and how they would, they would go on air, you know, with yeah. the radio and like throw jabs at him and stuff. And I'm like, that's real nice. The guy's fucking dead. That's real nice. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, it was, um, but, but, but other than that, the, Piper one was really good. The Steve Austin one was really good, and the Booker T one was fantastic. Well, the Piper one gave me that picture of Greg Valentine smoking a joint that I love so much. <laughs> yeah, so you'll be all over that for the rest of your life. Oh, and uh, coming up next from the WCW Saturday Night Randomizer, it's Dean Malenko taking on Blitzkrieg. <laughs> Why? Because we can. This is that, you know, the South Park episode where they goof on Family Guy and they have like, it's the big tank full of seals. And they just push the ball up. (laughs) That was the WCW match randomizer. You think that's bad? (laughs) Remember the time Gary Coleman met the Pope in in a pizza hut? (laughs) Dean Malenko, huh? Yeah, this is during Revolution with Shane Douglas, so, you know. I love how they all they all left and just left Shane Douglas behind. <laughs> as 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 one should. <laughs> well, Shane Douglas was kind of the millhouse of that group, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you think that Shane Douglas called and asked if he could come up with them, and Vince just went, nah, I'm, it's all set. I'm all set, Dean." Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dean. The call the calls breaking up. <laughs> he he was calling him Dean. <laughs> Vince only calls guys by whatever their last gimmick name was. <laughs> I'm really sorry there, Typhoon. I wish I could help you. <laughs> he never had anything after Typhoon, did he? Well, he was <laughs> not in WWF, no. He was he went on to be the Shockmaster. Well, yeah. But that that doesn't count because Vince doesn't watch WCW. No. I think Vince, you know what would be great is if, like, next week on Raw, they do another tripping angle. You know, because they love doing those tripping, falling, slipping angles. If they did one that was similar to that, <laughs> that Clash of the Champions. <laughs> and Mandy Rose, is it Mandy Rose? Yeah, Mandy Rose just, yeah. like, comes crashing through a wall and falls. And she's got a freaking Star Wars helmet on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh, look at this. Back and forth action. Well, at, le- at least those show the- those clashes are on... The Peacock, which the funniest thing continues to be that Saturday night's main event isn't on Peacock. Literally the one fucking show that was actually on NBC. And oh boy. They, they won't put oh it on no. there. Oh no. He <laughs> fell on his ass. 
Show on his fucking ass. <laughs> Whenever, oh, go ahead. Whenever, whenever I watch that Shockmaster thing, I always listen for all the various reactions to it in the background. But I always listen to a specific guy on each viewing. <laughs> sometimes I listen to Flair. Sometimes I listen to Davy Boy. The star of that segment, of course, is Sid because he got it back on track right away. <laughs> Sid was like, "Fuck this! Uh, I'm finishing the promo." Sid, did. Sid was so Sid was a true professional right there. <laughs> yeah, Sid, Sid showed up for that one, which you know is always kind of an iffy proposition with Sid. Sure. The whole story behind that. I mean, but let's just let's let's pretend that he doesn't fall through the wall. That's a fucking stupid gimmick to begin with. Like he has a glitter stormtrooper helmet on. What, what, what was he gonna be? It's Fred Ottman. Uh, it's fucking well, tugboat. The only reason why anybody remembers it is because he fell. Of course. It would it would just be remembered as total crap. Although he was goofy enough that he probably would have done something in that war games that would have been equally as goofy. Sure. Like something something else would have happened. Well, he would have if he wore a singlet. His you know his boobs would have been sticking out. He would have, mm. we would have had tugboat side boob again. This is not a bad match here between Dean Malenko and Blitzkrieg. No, no, WCW continuing the tradition of putting the cruiserweights on early in the show. I don't remember a thing about Blitzkrieg in WCW. Like when it comes to the uh, to the Luchadors, he's probably him and Sikapay are like the only ones that. I don't I, I don't remember anything from. And of course the most famous Sikape moment is when Dean Malenko dressed up like him. Yes. I I just wanted to close the book that the Atlanta Braves beat the Florida Marlins 18 to nothing on this day on October 3rd, 1999 in the last game of the season. Oh, that's okay because the show was actually October 2nd and they lost one nothing in 10 innings the day before. Oh, it was October yeah. 2nd? I thought it was October 3rd. Did I say October third? I don't know. Oh, you know it, what? No, you're right because it's October. <laughs> October third's a Sunday, so yes. you already have the score. You're such a dick. <laughs> why? Why is Why is Dean Malenko wearing Tony Gurria's trunks? They're very similar. <laughs> it's a, it's like the Tony... blue with a little bit of the red. He doesn't have Tony Gurria's hair though. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, no way this... he could oh, he got oh. Buster off the top rope. Oh. I'd say that this is where Dean Malenko, I think, was at his best. He, he was very good at facing these Lucha guys. Yes. Even though he, he's not he's not one of them. So you think, oh, it might be a Styles clash or something. Like, no, no, he was, he was very good at this. But at the same time, in watching wrestling again over the last seven years, I, maybe my, my appreciation for Dean Malenko has fallen because I saw him as something greater back then. But now I kind of... I don't know. I see more of his shortcomings now. Um, and, and that's not and that's not a height joke. No, <laughs> even it's not. even though I even will. though by pointing it out, I'm kind of making it. Well, I think you know what Dean Malenko was a WCW guy. Like Dean Malenko was the type of wrestler that that did very well in WCW. And had he been in WCW early, early on, you know, like earlier than he got there, I think he would have been somebody that would have probably fallen into that 
I don't want to say Arn Anderson realm, but he would have been one of those guys that would have been. Oh, it would have been success. below that. Yeah, it would have been well below that. But I'm just saying, like, he would have been somebody that would have been in the mix for the television title all the time. Maybe the U.S. title probably could have been a good foil for the Horseman. You know, if had he been in in like the mid to late '80s kind of thing. Um, although he would have probably been a heel most of the time, but I could just... easily see him as a dude who's managed by Gary Hart in like 1989 NWA. Right. And being fairly successful, I might add, you know, but I think that he suffered the fate of then going to WWE and just having nothing, you know, creative as nothing for you. I mean, he went, he went with his friends and he was oddly enough, probably fourth among the four because even, even. Saturn, they gave him stupid stuff to do, but... Right. Like, Saturn was the comedic element. Obviously, Benoit and Guerrero were the superstars. And then, yeah, Dean Malenko, who was probably... Uh, he might have been on par with maybe Benoit. I think Guerrero had the X Factor. But I think, as far as wrestling ability, I think Dean Malenko could hang with Chris Benoit. And it's just a shame that he just didn't have... Which is so funny, because Chris Benoit has zero fucking personality eddie, eddie guerrero was by far the best get out of the group of radicals yes, yes. Now, i know people would say oh benoit won the world title on the uh wcw pay-per-view and it's like yeah but he had the personality of a dead moth <laughs> sorry i wanted to quote rickles from dirty work <laughs> it just felt like why don't you get a horse and live in the mountains somewhere and stop bothering me? <laughs> didn't they didn't they have to do that because norm couldn't help but laugh whenever Rickles would insult him with something really funny. At one point during that movie, just Bob Saget was the director, and he goes, "Just go up there and just go up there and roast those guys." And so he started. <laughs> he starts roasting them, but he was roasting Norm McDonald and Artie Lang. He's not roasting their characters; he's roasting them. And, yeah. then, and then he turns around and he goes, "Who wrote this script?" <laughs> and then like, and Bob Saget's like. Um, Don, please don't just roast the characters, not the actors. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. Oh. And then he goes, who let you direct a movie? <laughs> so here's La, here's La Parca with his chairs. It's not even a folding chair either. It's like a, like a conference chair. It's a conference room chair. <laughs> it's from the Marriott. <laughs> yeah, La Parca and Silver King. I mean, this is a team that oozes pure sexuality from every pore. Why is he in there with Jimmy Wang Yang or whatever his name is? Oh, I didn't notice him. <laughs> and he, right. yeah, Kendall Windham you know, and Curly Bill. <laughs> Curly Bill. This is uh, this is Virgil Vincent's stab at being uh, the Cleveland uh, little guy from uh, <laughs> from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> All we need is Virgil say, "Excuse me, while I whip this out." <laughs> are we are, are we listening to the rap is crap hit yes. single? Oh, nice. Reminded the tickets are on sale. Yeah, unfortunately, that motherfucker Mike Tenay is talking over it, trying to sell tickets to future house shows. Hey, Mike, nobody fucking wants to go see WCW house shows anymore. Just shut the fuck up and let the music play. <laughs> Curly Bill. I'm sorry, it's so stupid. It does come back around to actually be funny. It does, yes. Like it's it, like, a, like it does it does a couple laps first, but it gets it's a, there. It's a family guy bit. 
I mean, I am I am here for for Virgil versus oh. Virgil versus Laparca. God, <laughs> look at Kendall Wyndham doing his best blackjack mulligan impression. <laughs> it, yeah, it's basically. Oh, is that Barry Wyndham? Like, oh no, no, he's got way less hair and looks uh, kind of ugly. So it must be his brother. Although I it's will the, say, uh, oddly, it's a poorly counterfeited Barry Wyndham. <laughs> Although I will say that uh, Kendall Wyndham did make it into my uh, Hasbro Wrestling Federation. Are you serious? You, you, you have like this fantasy thing where it's like, oh, I got wrestling figures. I play with them. I, I can have whoever I want. And you fucking have Kendall Wyndham. <laughs> Kendall Wyndham made it in. I think I ran an angle where I had Kendall Wyndham come in. I tried to do the, the Eric Angle, Kurt Angle angle nope i'm saying angle a lot but where you know kendall was underneath the ring and barry went in and barry came out and kendall came out and then got the win i'm just picturing you like i love vince mcmahon where like you have the kendall windham figure opposite like you're sitting at a desk and you put the kendall windham in in, like a chair yeah and like all right so (laughs) here's my idea for you (laughs) And you start, you basically start pitching the storylines to Listen, the figures. I was a hell of this, a booker. This is how I picture twelve-year-old you. Yes, this is exactly. <laughs> what else was I gonna do? I wasn't cool. I wasn't good at sports, and I didn't have any. And I didn't have any women yet. You you broke into a hotel so you could hang out at the pool and book, That's just right. like this. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of who my who I used. Because there was no Kendall Wyndham action figure, nor is there a Kendall Wyndham action figure still to this day. But mm. um, I'm trying to think who I used. I forget who I used. It would have been awesome if I had another Barry Wyndham Galoob figure, but I didn't. I didn't have any yeah. duplicate Galoob figures. I only had, you know, I only had, I had a couple of duplicate. I had a lot of uh, uh, Owen Hart's, and I had like three Greg the Hammer Valentine's for some reason. <laughs> you probably used Valentine. I mean, it's, you know, a blonde-haired yeah. guy with trunks. I might have. But yeah. you know what I used to do is I used to put house paint on their – I used to paint their legs with, like, house paint. So I have I have several what? wrestlers. Yes, I have se- – because I wanted to give them different outfits. So I had several wrestlers in my in my Hasbro collection that have house – color that have colors that are similar to my house, <laughs> my mother's house. Because <laughs> yeah. that's all that was in the basement. <laughs> so there's one – that was when I made – um. Yeah, because I don't think I had – I didn't have an Owen Hart figure, but I wanted Owen Hart. So I made one of my Greg Valentine's Owen Hart because he was blonde. So I yes. had to paint, and I painted, like, the blue tights on him. And believe it or not, I think I dropped him from the rafters one time. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, oh come on. I'm going to have you take it out of here. Can't, can't have it in this joint. Can't have it in this joint. <laughs> no, but I did. I think – yeah, because if I remember correctly, Ken Wyndham was underneath the ring – it was uh, it was a tag team match with the the superpowers, which was Arn Anderson and Barry Windham. And Barry Windham slid under the <laughs> ring. Kendall came out, got the pinfall, and then the angle I ran after that was that Kendall Windham would refuse to give the tag belt to Barry because <laughs> oh. he was because he was in the ring, and they were trying. It was almost like a reverse Freebird rule. <laughs> this is a very innovative promotion you had with some interesting book ideas booking ideas and i would like to subscribe to your newsletter <laughs> <laughs> oh man i used to use my apple 2c and create like uh <laughs> create banners with with the, whatever my, my main event was my pay-per-view was going to be and it would have the entire lineup oh sure i went all out apple 2c yeah that 
Ken, Kendall Wyndham uh, letting all Japan know that, hey, you know, if there's an exodus next year, I'm ready to come in. I'm sorry. There might be three listeners who get that joke. Kendall Wyndham no- letting all Japan know that, hey, if you're looking for an off-spec Barry Wyndham, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Well, well, yeah, and the, the, the best part is that Kendall Wyndham isn't even the best off-spec Barry Wyndham, because that's Dan Spivey. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say JBL. <laughs> yeah. Why did they Irish... They had Silver King in peril for like five minutes, and the Irish whips him right into his fucking partner. Well, because it was Virgil. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Curly Bill. No, the Parker... Is this when LaParka and Silver King were getting a bit of a push? Like, I, I legitimately don't know the, any of the finishes of these matches. Oh, that was the that was the worst uh, drop toe hold because neither there was no hold to it. It's what what's his name's on commentary with uh, Scott? Is it not Scott Casey? Scott Scott, Scott Hudson. Scott Hudson. <laughs> I think Scott Hudson just said he dropped toehold Curly Fry. Yes. <laughs> Instead of Curly Billy, called him Curly Fry. Oh no! With the boot. Oh, it was a cowboy boot. Oh my God! Okay, so Vir- Virgil Curly, Bi- Curly Bill pins Laparka. Laparka La does the job to Virgil. Hmm. Good to see Virgil picking up a win here on WCW Saturday night. <laughs> it's like we're watching 91 WWF all over again. And God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Today, Today's Christmas Day, sir. <laughs> and the president under the tree is Mike Jones picking up a victory. Can't have it. Can't have it. <laughs> Who needs a drop when you could just do the voice? <laughs> I think it's great that that Virgil was in a group that was wrapped as crap. Like, <laughs> I mean, clearly he asked for something to do when they were like, oh, why don't we put you in this group? Mm. Oh, here we are. Here's the booker. Oh, my God. It's one of your favorites, Brian Nobbs, and one of I mean, my it's, favorites, Hugh Morris. It's, it's <laughs> fucking three of my favorites right here. Are you serious? I could do without Jimmy Hart as well. Lightning footage. Just do your stinking job and get on with the interview. All right, six-band tag here on TBS. Jimmy Hart, what an opportunity for the first family. You better believe it. Look, nasty boy knobs, the nastiest man in professional wrestling. Then you've got Master of the Moonsault, Hugh Morris, 305 pounds. And, of course, Lightning Foot, Jerry Flynn. If he's here, we don't know that. Lightning Foot. Don't worry about it, all right? Don't worry about it. Okay, uh, <laughs> hey, Brian Nobbs taking up my uh, my saying. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to see a bunch of uh, Hulk Hogan's cronies and Hugh Morris. Yes. Now all of a sudden you're family. Now all of a sudden you're a unit. This is a unit. Yeah, baby. You know Lenny Papo talking? has a unit. <laughs> can I can I blow up this promo three times? Yes. <laughs> I listened to that Captain Lou thing with Wet and Wild, and I just said to myself, I, I, I can't, I can't do this. I'm gonna have to do something to break this up because if I just play, if I play four minutes straight of this audio, people are gonna tune out like crazy. Can't have it. I can't have it. Can't have it. Who's he making a phone call to? Ooh, early cell phone usage in professional wrestling. Don't worry about it. 
I hate you, fucking Brian Knobs. <laughs> I love the WCW fake locker room in which none of the lockers are ever used. <gasps> there oh, he is. Who is that? Father Sid. Hitting Goldberg with a chair as he just gave, he just gave Goldberg communion. <laughs> He's not even Roman Catholic. Why did he do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do Why did you do that, Sid? Oh great, another Brian another Brian Knob segment. That's that's exactly who was the blonde guy? I can't remember. Is that Scott Armstrong? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's famous referee Scott Armstrong. Former evil referee. Who's this other guy? Oh, that's Jerry Flynn. That's lightning foot Jerry Flynn. Oh, that's lightning lightning foot Jerry Flynn? Yeah. Star of Starcade ninety eight. Yeah, this is a very this is a very Jimmy Hart booked show so far. Yeah, it's kind of like Memphis without the magic <laughs> and the talent. Well, yeah, that's and it. without the talent. And now we get the other Barry, who we are not doing a tribute for, Barry Horowitz in um, nineteen ninety. Bad Barry Horowitz. Oh, it. Is that bad in uh, like the literal sense or in the figurative sense? I would say a little from column A, a little from column B. He's taking on Scotty Riggs, and holy shit! Like, what the fuck are we gonna talk about in this match? I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know which one of these guys loses. <laughs> ah, he's still patting himself on the back there. I'm willing. I, I'm willing to bet that both of these guys have cameos, and I bet that they're under fifty dollars. You know what? I don't know why Barry Horowitz doesn't come back and become an enhancement talent for the current roster. Like, it'd be nice to see Barry Horowitz versus Drew McIntyre a few times. What you mean? Because he's like fucking sixty-eight years old. That might have something to do with it. Is Scotty, what is that? A hat? Is Scotty Riggs gonna put on a hat? Oh, it's a mirror. I thought it was like a captain's hat at some point. I was like, that would a be hat? a gimmick. A hat. A hat. <laughs> oh, he's got a mirror. Okay. Is Marty Gennetti going to show up behind him? <laughs> that was very well done. Episode 101 in the archives, everybody. Check that out. <laughs> hey, I'm back. I can remember episodes that I did in the past. I'm back, baby. Dragged myself through a Herb Abrams UWF show this week. <laughs> Oh, oh! It's literally my shortest show in four years. It was. It was still magical. I. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bruno was a made guy. <laughs> <laughs> this greaseball stuff amongst the New you York can, State Athletic Commission you, people. You can tell. You can tell how good a show is if in the first like few minutes you have like a gem you could tell it's just gonna be awesome and there was a gem in the first few minutes with bruno was a made guy <laughs> oh yeah well uh, i can't remember if i even left this in the show or not because i was i was very quote-unquote tired one night mm. and i was trying to explain bruno's energy level and i said that it must be secondhand coke from uh <laughs> from herb abrams you've heard of secondhand smoke but people don't talk about the dangers of second-hand coke. No, they don't. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm a fan. I'm still a fan. I've been a fan since episode Thank one. Thank you. <laughs> I've been a fan since 
the blog. <laughs> All right, you you don't have to butter me up anymore. <laughs> no, I've been. I mean, it's been. I've been a fan. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Can I tell you? Yeah. No, I gush over. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to keep you in line. Keep me a drink. <laughs> Can't have it in this drink. Can't have it in this drink. Drink. <laughs> this is Henry. It's his drink. <laughs> this is Lisa. My my one girlfriend who doesn't look like uh, Tori Spelling. This is Henry. It's his drink. Couple, only one Irishman over here. Salute, eh? Top of the morning to you. <laughs> oh, we're just going to start reciting that scene again. Well, I mean, it is a Scotty Riggs-Barry Horowitz match. <laughs> no, aren't you excited? to like? This is part of the reason why I didn't look up finishes, because I'm looking at some of these matches, like, up next, we got Conan versus Johnny Attitude, and I'm pretty sure I know how that ends. Yeah, I, but sure Scotty Riggs versus Barry Horowitz, I have no idea who wins this. No, because what was the team he was in with? Uh, what were they? The uh, the Stud Muffins? What was the name of the tag team? Him and uh, Buff Bagwell. Oh, American Males? Yeah, American Males. The Stud Muffins. Stud Muffins would have been a great 90s tag team. <laughs> how that? How that? How that didn't get taken, I have no idea. They would have been the stud muffins if they had gotten back together after Russo came along. <laughs> well, Russo liked Bagwell, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Russo loved Jeff Jarrett, though. That was the thing. Is that which is like I feel bad. Like I don't know who I feel worse for, Jarrett or or or. I guess I feel worse for Jarrett because Vince Russo sucks. I mean, Jeff Jarrett sucks, but like I said, Jeff Jarrett did have eh, talent. Excuse me, it's fellow podcaster Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) Hey, hey, welcome to the game, Jeff Jarrett. It's fucking 2021. Uh, The the pool's fucking full. He's part of the family now? Yeah. Uh Oh, wait. Yeah, we, 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 needed, we needed one more podcast, and it had to be Jeff Jarrett, but he's basically like, I'm not fucking talking about my Memphis shit, you know, when I was actually decent. I'm going to only talk about my Vince Russo, you know, you know cornholing me. Era. Oh, really? Is that what it is? Now, see, that Probably, sucks. Because yeah. I, would, I would think that it would be awesome to hear stories of back in Memphis. and. Well, and you just... might have an interest in the TNA stuff, because you, you actually were following it to an extent. How yeah, much see, of 2000s I, TNA did you watch? Um, I mean, off and on, I watched. I mean, because I did find it interesting. I mean, I, like I said, I don't, I didn't hate Jeff Jarrett as much as everybody else did. I just thought he was, he was just. It, it's funny. He was a product of. He was very similar to like. And hold on, let me finish when I okay. say this. All right. Okay. This is a wild take. Okay. He was in the same vein as a Hogan. John Cena, Roman Reigns, where they shoved him down your throat at every pass, but he didn't have nearly as much talent as any of those guys. And yeah. that's where it's like, and I'm even including Roman Reigns, because I think Roman Reigns actually is, is fairly talented, at least in the, you know, for what he does. But like, yeah. and that's, I think, where, where Jeff Jarrett, where it went wrong, is Jarrett was definitely the kind of guy where he, he was definitely the guy that worked with the guy. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't need to be the guy. And I think that once he got pushed as the guy that's when you kind of got really sick of him really fast and that was the problem is that he was like he was vince russo's binky and he yeah. loved vince so loved pushing him 
And be and because of and because you're Vince Russo's binky, you then get associated with some of the worst in professional wrestling. Exactly. So so even if he even if he was okay, he's caught up in these storylines that are just it made for terrible television because nobody could follow what the hell was going on. But if but if you look back at his like second WWF run, you know, where he was teamed with Owen and he was with Deborah, like that was actually not a bad run. When he was the Intercontinental Champ and all that, like he wasn't a bad. That wasn't a bad run. He was a he was a great mid card heel. Yeah, and, but it, it, also, you know, I had issues with his gimmick then because he was basically like a wife beater. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, basically but, what he was with Deborah. It was basically yeah. a 2002 Stone Cold gimmick. Oh wait, I said that out oh, loud. Oh, oh, does that mean oh. that Austin's gonna Austin's gonna fucking block me on Twitter? Do you know that they did that Austin bio on A and E and didn't fucking mention that? Can you fucking believe that? Oh, Sid sighting. That's like that's like doing a fucking Len Bias documentary and not mentioning Coke. I mean, how the fuck do you do that? Seriously. Len Bias. What? I don't know. Oh, Sid. Is Sid just choke bar, choke slamming. I almost said choke bombing, choke slamming and power bombing guys. And I like too because it looks like he's got some, he's got some like big names in there. Like I've seen him power bomb Sting. He's powerbombing somebody from He double choke slam public enemy and pin them yeah. both at the same time. Maybe I should watch Road Wild 99. <laughs> that's a sentence that's never been said. <laughs> well, I think if you said Hog Wild 95 or something, I think that maybe. <laughs> look at look at Sid hold, hold Sid versus Goldberg at Halloween Havoc for the US title. Like, we know, we know what why, the, uh, is, why is Goldberg at the U.S. title level? <laughs> we know what happens there, don't we? No, I, I, I have to say I've blocked WCW out of my mind. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, and when, uh, pretty much, you know, when they when they change the logo, I forget a lot of stuff that happened because. Yeah. Oh. Medusa, who uh, is looking particularly top-heavy at this time. She sure is. Catch my drift. I don't know uh, what she's doing out there because she's not on my list here. Oh, she's coming out to do an interview? Oh, great. We're playing to her strengths. (laughs) Well, you know, speaking of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, divas, I mean, Uh um, do you know that Sunny... One of the things you can do with Sunny is you can meet her in a hotel room and take like a photo of like you laying in bed with her. Oh yeah, and, I've heard and about that. This is like present day Sunny. Oh, I mean, I guess when she's oh, you, not you, you mean you mean White Power Sunny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you on January sixth, Sunny? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Let's not talk about this. <laughs> Medusa's a real All-American, just by her hair. is a self-proclaimed former leader of the Wolfpack. But he is a two-time TV champion. And he is a man that can twist and bump and grind. Mm. Well, that's Johnny Bad. Disco Inferno! What? Oh, that was Johnny Bad. Yeah. Hmm. Disco Inferno, really? Can't have it in this joint. 
See, this is why I probably should have pre-screened this to make sure that there was no no Glenn Gilberti content. Well, I, I just think he missed he missed the mark by not sticking with the disco stew impression. Like he should have just come out disco stews ready for you. Would have been interesting if somebody had just ripped off like a minor Simpsons character from the from the nineties and just sure. decided to to do that. Sure. Who was the most? <laughs> I mean, disco stew might be the most minor of them i mean i guess comic book guy but like comic book guys that could have been a friggin fred ottman character <laughs> he could have been comic book guy Ooh, i'm sorry this is the worst episode ever see once again that sounds more like stewie <laughs> no you may not it it contains a very rare merry worth in which he is advised to fred to commit suicide thank you thank you very much all right, I, I don't need to, I don't need to listen to Disco Inferno say anything, so I'm just fucking turning the sound off. All right, so who could we have as like Simpsons characters? We could do Groundskeeper Willie. That would be a good Seamus gimmick. Oh, I, <laughs> even okay. though he's not Scottish, but he's got red hair. Um, <laughs> I, I I love it. You had Drew Galloway right there. To, uh, excuse me, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, but Drew McIntyre doesn't have red hair. I'm so, you look at Groundskeeper Willie. You don't think that looks like fucking Seamus? Sorry, it looks exactly like Seamus. With the fucking unibrow and everything. Um, not Chief Wiggum, but I think Ralph Wiggum would be a good character. <laughs> like, I'm Idaho! You know, like that would have been really good. Um, obviously, Doink was crusty. Doink was crusty. <laughs> like the way I could, I, like, I could see I could see Norman Smiley as Principal Skinner. Yes. <laughs> Norman Smiley. Uh, Vince McMahon is clearly Mr. Burns. <laughs> and uh, Smith- Smithers is uh, Pat Patterson. You know, he's, he's, gay, he's gay, but we don't talk about it. hi <laughs> He's gay. Oh, God. This segment has gone on way too fucking long. I know, right? Disco Stu wearing a fucking Randy Savage hat. <laughs> I, want, I want to say, can I fast forward by two minutes here? And hopefully it's over. Yeah, but you don't know what happens. I wonder if something happens. Like, does, right. does Medusa powerbomb him? Like, let's hope so. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Now, there's a mile of girls waiting to go out with the Disco Inferno right now. He's not that big. And I will give you a VIP pass and let you step right up to the front of that line. I will take you dancing to the nicest clubs. I will sing you a sweet love song. I may even let you run Whoa. your fingers through my hairy chest. <laughs> but what I got to know is the answer to one question. And that is, what do you like for breakfast? No, <laughs> that's something that you don't answer on TV. This is something we should talk about in the back, in private. Let's get out of here and have a good time. I don't think so. We'll be right back. Hold on. Can you turn this down a little bit? Uh, yeah. I think so. Um. <laughs> Is this what we're getting right now? <laughs> yes. Hear, hearing that as Brian Nobbs was walking somewhere kind of made me laugh. Like, Brian Nobbs is going in the back way of the Copa? Well, because when he's asking for the VIP service, all I can think of is 
<laughs> oh. Every time, you two. Every time. Uh, <laughs> On the line, Air versus mask. Yeah. I know it's just funny. Hair versus mask. Oh, this is when Psychosis loses his mask. Yeah, one of yeah. the coolest masks that you they could have sold as merch, but God forbid we do that. Well, they did that. That was the one thing I didn't like about late era WCW was just the constant, like, beating of these luchadors and making them take... Because, I mean, I, I'm sure you know this. I'm sure everybody that's listening is aware. But, like, the luchador thing is a big deal to them back home. And losing their mask is a big deal. Like, yeah. they're not supposed to... Like, they fucking travel to the grocery store wearing their mask in Mexico. Like, that's why it's so aggravating that, like, guys like Rey Mysterio... Like, there he is! There he is! <laughs> Unmasked Rey Mysterio. And it's, yeah. like, so sad that Rey Mysterio loses his mask. It, it, it was fine when they did it with Hooventude, because I think that was the first one. And it's like, okay, pick one guy, and you do this. Yeah. Because if you do it with multiple guys, it becomes watered down, and then none of it is meaningful at right. all. They did I, don't, it with I, I, I don't know if Hooventude was maybe the right choice for that. but uh, it's like It's like nowadays how every friggin'... Well, not nowadays, but since since 2002, every Spider-Man movie, he's not wearing his fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, good good to know that Spider-Man uh, is a Republican. So you know the filthy animals, he's still rolling with tight All right. games. Nobody wants to get Conan. Are you serious? That's fucking Max Moon. So the, <laughs> the filthy animals are Conan, Billy Kidman... Ray, unmasked Rey Mysterio. Is that Eddie? That is Eddie Guerrero. What is Eddie Guerrero doing there? All right. The fact that Eddie Guerrero is like the number three guy in this okay. crew. I mean, it's kind of sad. The fact that Eddie Guerrero is standing next to an unmasked Rey Mysterio just proves that he's really Dominic's father. <laughs> oh, you, you want to revisit that 2005 gem, huh? Yes, please. <laughs> Johnny Attitude. I don't know who this is. <laughs> he looks like he's fresh out of uh, Mortal Kombat or uh, Street Fighter. Why does he look like... I'm trying to think who he looks like. I don't know. <laughs> he looks like an asshole. <laughs> well, he died a couple of years ago, so... <laughs> John Thomas Green, who wrestled for World Championship Wrestling under the name... Johnny Attitude and later founded Micro Championship Wrestling has passed away. Uh, this was uh, June of 2018. He had turned 53 years old just three days before his death. The GFA not alive strikes again. <laughs> was it COVID related, did they say? No, it was 2018. It was, it was a while ago now. Yeah. So you're saying it wasn't COVID related? He made his wrestling debut July 30th, 1996, in a dark match loss to the Booty Man. <laughs> he did not resurface until June of 97, losing to Hugh Morris in another uh, dark match. Oh, so he was the guy that lost to the Booty Man? <laughs> you know, I, I would really like to def- mount a defense of the Booty Man, but it's all centered around Kimberly hanging out there, and that's pretty much... It's pretty much the only uh, good part of the package. 
What a what a package. <laughs> I need to watch WrestleMania 4 again. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, what are you doing? <laughs> no, that's WrestleMania Season 6. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. That's still one of the best Brutus, like, Brutus interviews. <laughs> yeah, Beefcake promos, they needed to keep it simple. When he got artistic, it was a little, it was a little much. Uh, for a second, looking at this Johnny Attitude guy, I thought it was fucking uh, Sean Spears. For a second. Mm. Oh, wait, excuse me. I don't call him by that name. I call him Shitney Spears. Shitney Spears? <laughs> no, Shitney Spears. <laughs> oh, you don't call him a perfect 10? <laughs> you know, it's like Britney Spears under some sort of mental health lockup. Like, what is her deal? Is she still? I know she was for a little bit. Well, yeah. She also, not... she also has the problem with like her dad is like a real dick, I guess. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's that's the thing is like he's and, I, and I'm like, yeah, join the club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Brit, Brittany in October of 1999 was a really big deal, so maybe that's why I was thinking of her here. Was she? What, what was she? What was her big hit at this point? Well, hit me, baby, one more time. Was that ninety yeah. nine? Yeah, I don't remember that music. Hit don't. me, baby, one. No, but I don't remember like years. Like I, you're better with years than I am. I guess, but oh, yeah. baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, wow, she was married to Jason Alexander. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not that Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you know this story about all the Yankees. Uh, oh my God, that was a botch right there. Um, speaking of botches, these Yankee uh, positive COVID tests mm. that are basically all people who've been vaccinated. Yes, and it totally sounds like a Seinfeld where George is the assistant to the traveling secretary, bought a bunch of defective COVID tests. Absolutely. <laughs> and now that, they've you know, now they've lost their shortstop and like much of their sports staff. Yeah. He bought a bunch of COVID tests. He bought a bunch of COVID vaccines from Bob Sacamano. And, uh, yeah. That at Battery Park, 40 bucks. Yeah. No, but do you know that tomorrow is the 25th anniversary of when Susan dies? Oh, okay. I, I noticed, I saw that today. So yeah. RIP, RIP Susan Ross. This, this past week was the 25th anniversary of the last time I ate at McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, look at this. It's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan versus Sting and Diamond Dallas Page. And who's that? Luger? Mm. Excuse me. No, he's the total package, I think, at this time. Oh, yeah. Total package. What a package. Um, oh, yeah. Baby One More Time was released on January 12th, 1999. Hmm. How about that? And even at the end of the year, it was probably still getting significant airplay on the radio. Sure. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I would be surprised if... Uh, it wasn't still in the probably the top twenty five at that point. Yeah. And it was more of the same from what we've been used to from the black hearted sting in recent weeks. As we saw this Oh, is this during the short lived Sting heel era? Black hearted sting. <laughs> Should probably get that checked out with a cardiologist. <laughs> Can't have it in this drink. Can't have it in this drink. Yes, this past Monday. This drink. 
but I don't think that knee is going to be 100% for Havoc. One more time, let's go back to the Phillips Arena in Atlanta. Yeah. One more time, let's go back to the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Hulk Hogan meeting with kids in a parking lot. That can't lead to anything good. The cowardly sting, as they just said. The cowardly sting. Sting then proceeded to go into the doctor's office and attack Hogan once again with the baseball bat. The knee of Hulk Hogan was severely injured. Oh my god, this this storyline is fucking money right here. The total package is to face. Bret Hart and Ric Flair, three on two. It was, in essence, huh. a handicap match, but Flair and Hart decided that despite being outnumbered, they would battle the main event six-man tag. Elizabeth at ringside with the baseball bat, but it was the three-on-two numbers that proved to be the downfall of Ric Flair and Bret Hart, or did it? Because limping his way to the ring from the empty ambulance was none other than Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan had the final word Monday on Nitro. Gee, I wonder why that was. <laughs> Gee, it's real fun to see that Hulk Hogan coming down to a, uh, coming down the ring halfway through a match and another <laughs> six-man involving Sting. <laughs> Thank you for connecting those dots. <laughs> And, and speaking of which, we got Sex Machine, El Dandy, in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, we got our Barry Darso stuff right now. And uh, I'm going to hit pause just for a second and just point out that Barry Darso had been attacked several weeks before this, and he developed the amnesia because that one in 93 with Cactus Jack was so money, they couldn't wait to bring that back for, for Barry Darcel on the Saturday Night Show. You're so money, it, you don't even know it. He kept forgetting what he was, and he was floating in and out of his past gimmicks. Now, of course, he couldn't be Demolition, but he used all the other ones, like uh, Crusher Khrushchev he was prior to this, and we, time will only tell what we see him as tonight. We're ready for the ring announce and the ring entrance Hello. with Mr. Hole-in-One. Hugh Darso, Dean Butler, ring announcer, what's going on? <laughs> what did he say? He's like, Hugh, Mr. Darso, come on, ring announcer. Hole. And, and they, they're they expecting Hole-in-One Darso mm-hmm. is, is what, you know. So, uh, And, you know, all I wanted was for, like, El Dandy to do Lee Carvalho's putting challenge or whatever they called it. <laughs> Where where I sink this putt and then you win the match. It's you basically selected. like a it's like a Price is Right pricing game. You selected drive, yeah. power drive, power drive. <laughs> Lee Carvalho. Are you gonna work on your putting? Hey, who's that? And there and there he is in the back. He's wearing his black top bully shit. <laughs> and somebody somebody's coming to go get him now. Mm-hmm. Hey, you stinking bum! Don't you know who I am? I'm not Black Top Foley! Last night I had a match for my lifetime, and I won! And that's what I'm gonna do to El Danny, the stinking bum Get out, out of the right! Get out of here, you stinking bum! <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest, he's got a lot of balls going up against the, you know, going up against the T- TBS people, you know, the Turner people with the Black Top <laughs> Bully gimmick. Yes, yeah, that's, that's for sure. And El Dandy, of course, consensus best worker in the world for the year 1990. Who are we to judge? Yes. 
Okay, okay Tanae. It was 95 that he got fired for Black Top Boy. Of course fucking Mike Tanae fucks up the joke. <laughs> Mike Tanae could fuck up a cup of coffee. I'm going to reiterate my point again. That as part of our 1995, because we dip into 95 every so often, and I know it was for WWF. Yes. We have to watch Uncensored 95. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm on board because, with that. Because I enjoy that show. Look at El Dandy of Evade, the Black Tub Bully. I watched a match last night. It was from, like, it was from 1991, May 14th, 1991. It was like a, it was like a, I think a pro wrestling or an all-star exclusive. It was Jake the Snake versus Smash. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Smash? Think, uh, yeah, like Smash the Demolition. It was awesome. Did he take the DDT and have the Smash in beautiful fashion? And had, oh. I believe, had Lucifer on him. I want to give credit to uh, OVP, their Twitter page. I believe yes. they're the ones that tweeted it out. So. Yes, of course. Um, it, it, it was sad to see the former uh, season three of the Survivor Series teammates going at it, Jake and Smash. I, I'm, I'm happy that you said season three. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, look at this. Darso getting the better of El Dandy so far. Well, I guess I guess if there's one person to judge El Dandy, it would be uh, Black Top Bully. Mm. I think you got them all in. I hope so. I, 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 I like El Dandy's tights for some reason. They're, they're so plain, they come back around, and I enjoy them. Oh, bully, bully drop kicked out of the ring. Oh, El Dandy's going to do it. Oh. oh, he decided to just do the baseball slide and tap him on the shoulder. And... It would have been it would have been great if when he got drop kicked out of the ring, he changed gimmicks mid-match. Like... <laughs> Like <laughs> when he like, goes under the ring and changes into his uh, uh, crusher. Uh, actually, I don't know what the finish is here, so that could well happen. Is Crusher Khrushchev? No, like he he hits his head mid match and he just changes gimmicks. Yeah. <laughs> His commitment to not shaving his head is actually admirable. It actually makes him look different. <laughs> yeah. He does look like a completely different person right now. Yeah, you, you're not going to put away El Dandy without uh, hooking a leg, hooking some tights. Using the ropes for leverage. I know he wasn't going to come out as Demolition, but he should have just, just come out as Repo Man. I know Repo Man is owned by WWE, but what was what was WWE going to do at this point? Were they going to sue WCW and Barry Darso for showing up as Repo Man? Yeah, they were, they were con- Saturday yeah, they were constantly in court, as I recall. So, I mean, they just throw that onto the docket. Oh, yeah, yeah and but- furthermore, you, you violated our intellectual property with the Repo Man gimmick. Right, and you don't think a judge would have just laughed that out of the out of the courtroom? You know you know what I wonder? I wonder if the I wonder if Repo Man is still actually trademarked thirty years later. Or or if that's something that's now available again. Maybe maybe that could be our thing where like we we beg the listeners for money and we use that money to buy the Repo Man tr- trademark. Now, in order to own the trademark, one of us has to actually become a Repo Man. Mm. 
and I think that person should be you. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Look at that maneuver. I don't even know what that was. There's some kind of a submission hold, I believe. Yeah, it was an arm submission, and he picks up the victory. Wow. Very nice. Uh, my wife. He was very angry. <laughs> he should have said, I'm going to kick your stinking teeth in. <laughs> that can't be trademarked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's a goal. Check on the Repo Man trademark. <laughs> How do I even look that up? Um, I don't know. I think I think this is one of those uh, you have to go through like legal uh, legal documents. Um, maybe, maybe I maybe I should take care of that. But but you have to actually commit to to quit to quit your medical coding profession and become a full time repo man. I mean, it sounds like a career that I could do very easily. I, all you're going to do is you're just going to go around Watertown and you're going to be putting Denver boots on everybody's car. <laughs> but I have to wear the I have to wear the face mask. Yeah, otherwise people will know who you are. <laughs> Rainbow man. What if I wore the demolition mask? Or you could just, you know, wear a face covering. You could. <laughs> that, that will cover that will cover a lot of it up. I don't know what vignette this is. <gasps> it's a total package one. The total package funeral. Oh, oh look, you know. there's Lex Luger in a coffin. Uh, this hmm. is like this is like uh, watching it in 2021. It's like coming attractions. I mean, I have him on my death pool, so you know. Let's see where does this go from here. <laughs> I thought that they were playing Funeral for a Friend by Elton John for a second. <laughs> na, na, na. Oh, God. <laughs> Hologram Lex Luger sitting up in a coffin. Oh, a casket. Pro- oh, my the God. The production value on this episode alone. <laughs> oh, God. Let's, let's see Is that Miss Elizabeth? It's a woman in black. Here lies Lex a fine man, a great champion, and a great American, as we learned in '93. <laughs> it's it, the song playing. The song playing sounds like it's it's um Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go beat off. Is, is that is that what they're saying? <laughs> For a minute. I didn't know that that woman was in the Taliban. She's pa- completely covered from head like, to toe. Listen to this. <laughs> that's the music that's playing right now. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it would have been funny if Luger had returned, not as the total package, but as Captain Jack. Like, w- what is this all about? Well, I mean, he was getting high tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. All right, this is trippy. What the hell are we watching? Is this the boss man's funeral? 
<laughs> he's gonna try. Yeah, that actually was around this time, wasn't it? Where the <laughs> boss man chained chained yeah. Big Show's dad's casket to the fucking Blues Brothers mobile and then drove off. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> wouldn't it have been great if, if both camera crews showed up to film the same day and they just said, "Ah, fuck it, we'll just combine it together." You see in the background, you see Big Show hanging off the Blues Brothers car. There's like one specific wrestling cemetery where if you need to fill if you need to film a vignette in a cemetery, you have to use this one. Yes. And they happen to be there in the same day. You know who else filmed at that cemetery? Oh, oh Snake Man! Snake Man! <laughs> you got you got Warrior buried up to his neck. <laughs> you got AJ Styles and on the on the on the backhoe with the Undertaker behind him. There's one cemetery that they all use. <laughs> Uh, you gonna find out who this woman is? It's gotta be Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> hey, there's Hologram Luger again. Not the not the way I was expecting to see Lex Luger in a cemetery in the year 2021. No, but I would say that it is, it is eerie that uh, Elizabeth is here doing some kind of a cemetery death angle. We don't know if it's her yet. Oh, it could be Giant Baba. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, he was dead at this point, though. could be Baba. <laughs> all right, so she throws the flowers in. Monday night in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, God, all that transformation. First, the woman in black took off the veil, and it was Elizabeth. And then in the ring, we saw the birth of the total package. No longer double L. He's jacked, ripped, and shredded. Yes, he didn't want to be in our alliterative Royal Rumble. (laughs) So he changed his name. So that that was the whole, it was the death of Lex Luger and the birth of the total package? Yeah. And Elizabeth starting up her association with Lex Luger. That would that would prove very fruitful, wouldn't it? <sighs> A nice reminder that even Elizabeth could make bad decisions. Oh, really? Just that's the only bad decision Elizabeth ever made? Hmm. Uh, no, but uh, it, it, it was kind of a big one. Yeah, we get the Vianos in there. Both both of them are there, but I think it's only going to be Viano. Oh, no, the Vianos are taking on Harlem Heat. Oh, right, okay. There you go. All right, so here we go. So let's let's pay homage to the greatest WCW tag team of all time. The Vianos? Yeah, they're the tag champions at this point, which I, you don't really think. I don't think of Harlem Heat's run during this time because I think of them more in the mid '90s, and then Booker T becomes a single, and Stevie Ray kind of does his own thing for a while. Yeah, this is like right. This is right before they split for good. Yeah, because then Stevie Ray goes on to film to to form that weird coalition with uh with Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> No, you mean Big T. Yeah. <laughs> There's millions of dollars buried under a Big T. <laughs> ah, Big T. So now I've done two different shows with uh, guys named Steve Ray on them. 
Well, I guess this is Stevie Ray, and then there's the guy from Wet and Wild. Who I, I think was the fake... I can't remember who was fake Stan Lane and who was fake Owen Hart, but... It actually made me think that Stan Lane and Owen Hart would be an interesting tag team if that could have existed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, that would have been great. Because... Yeah, I'm going to have to travel back in time and kill a few butterflies and see if I can make that happen. Well, because you would have had Stan Lane would have been screwing everything still. Ah. And, like, I feel like Owen Hart would have been... Owen Hart would have been walking behind him picking up, like, the women's panties. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you kept it more clean than I would have, like... I would like Stan Lane would have been, you know, banging these broads and Owen would have been like hiding the jizz towel. <laughs> See, I think of it more along the lines of Owen would be taking all the panties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think of it more along the lines of, because he was such a prankster. I think that uh, Owen would be stealing all the women's panties that were being li- that were lying around, and then what would have happened is it would have been a twofold. He would have put he would have put women's panties in the bags of the guys who were married. Yes, and then Davy boy. The, yes, and he would have fucked with his own sister that way. <laughs> right, and then the guys that were single, he would have put the panties in the toilets of their hotel rooms and then flushed the toilets so that the panties got stuck in there, and then he would have just giggled and laughed the way Owen was known to do. I, I love how you've thought up an entire Owen Hart rib out of whole cloth. <laughs> like, literally whole cloth. Yes. Well, if wow. they're cloth panties, I mean, we, we don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, no, some of them might have been edible underwear. We don't know. I mean, you know, I'm sure there were some women that were going out to the matches that night that decided, I'm going to wear myself some edible underwear. There's got to be at least one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that was not a good-looking hot shot on Booker T. He didn't even get him up no. in the air. Yeah, the, the Vianos versus Harlem Heat. Never thought I would see this one. It's <laughs> another booze, man. Sounds like they're getting piped in. Well, you know, I probably should have looked up where the show was taped because it's not center stage. Was it Indianapolis? <laughs> Indianapolis. You know, where they're... Where they're known to be pumping in crowd noise. <laughs> well, oh yes, from the from the cold stays at the uh, what's it called, the RCA Dome, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that that joke crashed a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't have it in this chain. Yeah, you gotta go back there. You gotta go back there. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where this uh, where this is taped. Because it lists the Thunder tapings. This this might have been Rome, Georgia on September 28th, but there's no results listed. So, who knows? Yeah, the Saturday night tapings, they... Uh, yeah, there's a Saturday night taping there from September, but the next one isn't listed. Some of, some of the attendance numbers for WCW at this time were just way down. Like, you know, 1,100. You know, for a for a Saturday night taping, and you can see that they've kept it pretty dark towards the back. Sure. So at least they're trying to hide it. Unlike the AWA, which would have seven front row seats empty because they're fucking morons. Well, he was always out looking for the best talent. Hmm. Uh, um. I'm going. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the history of Stevie Ray. I'm trying to figure out when he. Joined up with Big T. There it is, Big T. Yep. 
Big T. Harlem Heat Inc. with Big T, Cash, and Jay Biggs. Yeah. Maybe we should have a reappraisal of that group. You know who Jay Biggs was, right? Why am I blanking on that? It was Clarence Mason. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. You did, you did an episode where he got fired. Yeah, I know, but he was Clarence Mason then, right? <laughs> or was that the uh, that weird thunder that we did with the three Sid matches? No, 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 no. He was. We did the we did the episode of Raw where he gets fired by uh, by Farouk. Harlem Harlem sidekick finishes. I love how I love how I'm still mad at Booker T for concussing Rick Martell and ending his career. I know. Well, it was an accident. Yeah. Just like when he he, he almost he almost just he almost killed Steve Austin. Austin the, in that uh, supermarket. Oh no, it was at the King of the Ring. Not King of the, the Ring in 2001. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should rewatch that supermarket brawl too. It would have been funny if Guy Fieri was there. It's like, yeah, you can only brawl in aisles one, three, and five. Is it the <laughs> so no produce? <laughs> oh, is that do they do they film wrestling angles in the same supermarket that they film? Uh, what's his show called? Like uh, triple... guys grocery games. Yeah. yeah. You mean you mean guys? They, everybody makes a big deal. Like oh, AEW pushed NXT off of Wednesdays. No, 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 no. It was guys grocery games that pushed NXT away. That's what I watch on Wednesday. Sure. Why not? Oh, it's Brad Armstrong. Okay. No, that's Brian Armstrong. Oh, that's Brad. No, that's Scott. <laughs> Oh, no, the it's Bob. Who fucking Armstrong is it? <laughs> Brad. Brad. Promotion okay. outside, and from what I understand, from what what Scott is telling me, there's three or four guys jumping on him. He's, he may have some crack ribs. Steve's with him right now checking on him. Well, I'll tell you what, whether it's one Armstrong, whether it's two Armstrongs, it don't matter, brother. Whether there's one, there's going to be trouble. I guarantee bring yeah. all of you want to first family, and we'll show you what real family's all about. You know, let's take a look at the yeah. first family. There's one I, thing wish, I, I wish he was a better promo. <laughs> if there's one thing there's not a shortage of in this world, it's fucking Armstrongs. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> he had a good gimmick back in the 70s. They're like the fucking Von Erichs. <laughs> well, I, except that they're... You know. Except they're all alive. <laughs> except, except that they're, uh, many of them are alive. Unfortunately so in Road Dog's case. That's exactly right. If it's just one of us, if it's two of us, if it's three of us, I guarantee the first family started something they may not can stop. Well, well, it's a very nice WCW polo motorsports polo shirt you have on. That weird thing at the edge of the collar. Yes. What is he, fucking Aztec or something? He sounds, he looks like yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up, Mean Gene. Nothing's heating up with an Armstrong in the... Oh, you're, 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 you're very angry at Mean Gene in 99 WCW. Hey, man, this isn't his fault. Stand by and stay tuned. I know. Mean Gene, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't fuck with me. Not you. Now, that's a movie we could watch. It might hit a little too close to home, though. Because I don't know if it's good will hunting or if it's goodwill 
hunting. Um, um, I think it's Goodwill hunting. Are we going shopping? We're going yeah. shopping for some used clothes? <laughs> going shopping. Then we're going to bake a cake. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> dickhead. So wait, so Steve Armstrong was the guy, was Lance Cassidy. Right, yeah. Scott Armstrong is the referee. Yeah. And Brad Armstrong won the light heavyweight title. Right. And then, obviously, Brian is the big one. Unfortunately, yes. But, but Brad's dead. Yeah, he died like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but he's dead, so we just he's watched... A, he's, the, he's the only one that died, so you can't really... You can't make a Von Erichs comparison. That's unfair. You had Von Erichs dropping it at each seven, for God's sakes. <laughs> I don't know why Jack was working as a full-time electrician, but, you know, child labor laws were different back then. <laughs> I know that joke was a little... Uh, I got a little out of order myself. <laughs> a little out of order. Get a little out of order yourself. Come on, have, have a drink with me. You insulted him a little bit. You get a little out of order. I insult him. I insult nobody. No, you got him. I didn't insult him. Okay. You know, we, did, we didn't talk about the fact that everybody is looking to avoid having drinks with Philly Pats. <laughs> Like, it's the one thing that everybody in the movie agrees on. Like, I don't want to have drinks with this guy. Well, yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but he was a notoriously bad drunk. <laughs> All right, so oh, is, Sid... this, is this where he hits the is this where he hits the window? He jumps on top of the yeah, it is, it's where he jumps on top of the Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Have we underestimated the Sid Goldberg storyline of this time period? I don't think we've underestimated it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to to watch more WCW from this time period as Bobby Blaze makes his way to the ring. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. There's Duggan. There's Duggan. He was looking for Sapphire. (laughs) He marched in. (laughs) We're still looking for her. (laughs) <laughs> look at him! Look at him go! That's fucking hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's <laughs> one of the eight the Saints. Yeah. Here, hold on to this, and don't be shy about using it. Representing the Revolution from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ladies huh? and gentlemen, the Canadian Crippler. Yeah, then they, 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 they. I think he said Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, Calgary, Alberta. I don't know, Alberto Del Rio, Canada? <laughs> oh, God, a Benoit match. Who, I can't see anything. Who's this guy? <laughs> oh, you're seeing that black screen from when we were, we're trying to watch Goodfellas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I really say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should I put it at one and a half times speed here? No, I think we need to talk about how he is a Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, I'll do that for the millionth time. I think uh, Bobby Blaze is the guy who has a book out called Pin Me, Pay Me. Which is yeah. Which is kind of a tale of an enhancement talent through, you know, wrestling in the 90s and stuff. Does he talk about this match at all in that book? I I have not yet purchased that book. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have not read very many wrestling books lately. 
I think the last one that I read was the Pillman one a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I go back to the Terry Funk book and, you know, other ones for, for research purposes, but... Sure. Oh, you, you know, go I... back for research? I thought you were going to say you just go back every once in a while just to... It's like a feel-good moment to just read Terry Funk's book. I kind of do that with the uh, the Harry Potter books. Like, if ever I'm just looking for a quick pick-me-up, I'll read, like, the first Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you do that with. I feel like you would do that with uh, with, with Terry Funk's book, <laughs> or Bob. Great story. There's some great stories in there. Back Backlund's book, which I read like four year, four or five years ago. Yeah, that, that, that was actually a good read because Backlund, for a guy who at, at that point, like his prime was 35 years in the past, mm. he could remember a lot of details and he actually got it right, which you know. A lot of wrestlers, it's like, you know, God, it's so like Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter contributes to think of that book, and that guy is one of the all-time bullshitters that there ever was. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I would say anytime, anytime you're watching anything where wrestlers are being interviewed, if you see, like, Hogan, <laughs> if they wheel out Hogan, or if they wheel out, like, I, you could, yeah, that list goes on and on, but Hogan's horrible. Ugh. They they should have like a bullshitter alarm in the corner yeah. with a yeah. scroll. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a fact checker. <laughs> yeah, like they kept threatening they were going to do during the debates. <laughs> they were, yeah, they kept threatening that with the, every debate during this last election. They were going to have a fact checker on the bottom of the screen. They should do that every time Hogan's doing an interview. <laughs> you know, I remember brother when I uh, body slammed Andre and he died like the next night. There'd be so much shit scrolling on the screen, it would look like Bloomberg TV when they're doing all the ticker prices and it's going in eight directions. Uh, when I I body slammed Andre and he died the next week. In fact, Andre the Giant lived for another another six years. In fact, Andre the Giant main evented a main event with him a year later. You body slammed Andre. He died the next day. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> it's like praying. It's like it's like Miss Elizabeth on my wedding day. <laughs> All right, well that match is over, oh, thankfully. Yeah, that was cool. Or as the way on the WWE network it would it would say for this chapter, Bobby Blaze in singles action. <laughs> Bobby Blaze has an interesting encounter. Yeah. Oh God. Still no Saturday Night main events on the damn in the damn Peacock. I, I know I said it earlier, but I'm very disappointed. Do you have like a Google Drive or, or like a not Google Drive, like a Google alert that says every time there's something going on, <laughs> anytime that they there, there, there's a Twitter, main events. There's a Twitter account, WWE Network bot. I I unfollowed I unfollowed it a while ago because it it, it sometimes goes haywire. Oh yeah. I don't give a shit. You know that. Seth Rollins 365 has been reposted now with more footage. It's like, oh, who gives a fuck? It's like, seriously. I've been pushing this motherfucker for six years. And look where you are now. And dissension within the ranks of revolution. I mentioned this earlier on when you've got strong personalities like Shane Douglas, of course, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, and Perry Saturn. Anything can I've never thought of Dean Malenko as a strong personality. <laughs> <laughs> More like devoid of one, but you know. I'm going to have those stories and all of
all the news that is news throughout wrestling. I was, I was wondering if Gene was going to say that somebody died on the hotline. When... <laughs> At 1-900-909-9900. That's 1-900-909-9999. your parents' permission, but call the hotline right now. Okay. And now we got our feature bout here. The two Armstrong, Scott and Steve. But the first family coming out first with Jimmy Hart. We're trying to relive some of that Memphis magic. But unfortunately, our three guys are Brian Nobbs, Hugh Morris, and Jerry Flynn. Also known as the worst fucking table for three in history. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that's going to be excited about this fucking contest. For, for those of you who forgot about Jerry Flynn, he basically looks like the guy from that meme, you know, I am disappoint, with like the really fat head. You know the one that I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. And then there's Nobbs, who, you know, everybody knows. Is everybody swearing in their promos because that's what Bubba Ray Dudley did at that heat wave shortly before this? I think so. Can't have it in this joint. Can't have it in this joint. <laughs> this joint. <laughs> ah, they cut him off mid-sentence. The only way that that, w- that would have been better is if they had done the uh, Oscars play them off music. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up music. <laughs> the wrapping it up music. All right, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up, folks. <laughs> All right, so it's a six-man, and we got the two Armstrongs in the ring brandishing chairs. Oh, brandishing equalizers. Oh, yes. So who is it? Wait, is it is it is it Steve and Brad? No, Steve and... Steven Scott. Steven Scott. Okay. Who comes out? Brad? I, I would assume that Brad will make his way out at some point since he's much better than either of these guys. And there's no Brian. Yeah, yeah, Brian... yeah. That was Brad Armstrong on the mic there. Yeah, so Steve must come out. No, Scott well, no, comes no, out because Scott's no, hurt. He was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, who's that piece of ass who just ran across ringside? Does, it, does Bullet Bob come out? Only if this was Memphis, right? Yes. Or um, uh, East Tennessee. Yeah. Well, no, didn't, like, Bullet Bob come out all the time? It was well, a Bullet Bob in Memphis bull- or Smoky Mountain. Hey, you don't, you don't have any proof that the bullet was actually Bob Armstrong. <laughs> it could be Giant Baba. It could be Baba. <laughs> Is everything Baba? <laughs> Look... Them saying that Andre the Giant, Jack Tunney saying with a straight face, well, it could be Giant Baba, even though completely different body types. Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. That's funny. I'm on the... I'm on the Peacock Network. It is so hard to search for shit on this stupid thing. Yes, it is. is It's terrible. This is the worst. I don't care about rare WWE backlash matches. I just want to see if Saturday Night's (laughs) made events on here yet. And it's not. I don't care about. I don't care about the biggest little man documentary on Rey Mysterio. Well, I have to. I I think I'm going to do a Saturday Night's main event for the for the show next week because. 
this Monday on the Place to Be podcast, I'll be doing Saturday night's main event with uh, JT and Scott. Saturday night's main event from February of 92. Oh. Which you may recall, I did that one on the regular podcast back in 2017. (laughs) And it prominently features Father Sid. (laughs) Father Sid. In in a tag, turning on Hogan and calling that woman at ringside a wench. (laughs) You wench! I'll slap your face! (laughs) I'll kill you! Oh, wait, that was the rumble. (laughs) It'll be a face-off! (laughs) <laughs> this match is three on two apparently Jerry Flynn is able to uh, take part in this he doesn't want it he does, Brutus doesn't belong any place <laughs> uh, that's funny Brutus doesn't belong any place you little winch I'll slap your face you know, it was Piper versus Mountie and uh, a couple of other ones. But I, I think I think the one that I might do on the regular podcast is the first Saturday Night's Main Event. Oh, okay. The one, uh, the one, for, the one from 80, May of 85. Yeah, that's Hogan and Bob Wharton, right? Yes, it is. And then it's got Cindy Lauper there with Wendy Richter. and Yeah, yeah. The whole Mother's you know, Day what, motif, yeah. What about if you did... Um... What if you did the water settle the score? Can you get that anywhere? Yeah, yeah, I could. I mean, that would be a good show, just because it's well, that, that I mean, might be so, that might be something more for us than anything else. Well, like that's watching the, the original MTV uh, broadcast of that. Well, the only weird thing is that was it only they only aired the one match, right? Yeah. Well, can I always we, can, we, can we get the rest of it, like. Oh, I'm, sure actually, it, I'm sure it's actually, available somewhere. Yeah. Like the rest of it, though, because, I mean, that's the title match with... I think we've seen the title match with Leilani... No, wait, did we watch the title match with Leilani Kai and Wendy Richter? That was on... Yeah, uh, yeah on that was on the best, one of the WWE best ones, right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's got, like, Sweet Hansen <laughs> and uh, the U.S. Express against the Spoiler and the Assassin. Like, come on, man. Yeah, kind of makes you wonder what promotion that even is. Is this Florida? What What is this? <laughs> I mean, that's actually, I'm looking at the show. It's Moondog Spot and Rick McGraw. That's right up your alley. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Rods and Jose Luis Rivera. Hillbilly Jim, one of the favorites amongst, against Ray, <laughs> Rene Goulet. David San Martino against Moondog Rex. So we get both Moondogs on this show. Huh. Nikolai. Koff and Sweet Hansen, Jimmy Snooker and Bob Orton, Paul Orndorff and Tony Atlas, the U.S. Express and the Spoiler and the Assassin, Don Morocco and Salvatore Balomo, and then Hogan versus Piper. Yeah, February of 85, right? Yeah, that's actually not a bad, not a bad show. Not a good show. Weird hearing Sweet Hansen still there in 85, but yeah, this 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 show's running out of tape here. I wonder if they're gonna go to the finish before it ends because there's only two minutes to go. Out of time. <laughs> Can I get one of those? <laughs> I. <laughs> well, you're gonna get your out of time license plate, right? <laughs> no, but I like when you say it, <laughs> folks. We're out of time because you do that good accent. <laughs> Fans, Tony, we're out, we're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> 
And then there's like the frantic version, you know, that Tony would do on Nitro. Vince, we're out of time. We'll see you Thursday for Thunder. It's wild. <sighs> yeah, this match is not exactly inspiring love of professional wrestling inside no. me. Well, I like how Steve Armstrong's got the the guns on the back of his tights, but it, it's that like that shiny leather. <laughs> He ca- are you saying that he carried over the smoking guns gimmick? Oh no, not the smoking guns. The young pistols. Excuse yeah, me. but like the young pistols tights are like, it's like patent leather, so it's like nice and shiny as opposed to like I think the regular was just like took screen on, you know, on regular tights. Like it wasn't shiny patent leather. Yeah. So it's like he 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 no, he, he brought over that stupid gimmick and then made better tights. Oh, here he is with the equalizer! The 2 by 4 Yes. Part of the Hacksaw Hall of Fame, folks. And look at look at Nick Patrick not disqualifying anybody. Oh, now... I, I love how he hits... He takes six, seven swings with it before Nick Patrick calls for the bell. Just, just remember, he is a slow counter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a fast counter, you... <laughs> Nick poop. He's a fast... Nah, he's a fast counter! Get the fuck out of... Yeah. <laughs> Hogan going up to him before Starcade 97. Hey, if you count slow, I'll make it worth your while. <laughs> uh, is that, was that supposed to be from uh, Caddyshack? Yeah. Hey, kid, if you... Oh. No, I love the part in Caddyshack when, r- before the big match at the end, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield hands like a couple hundreds to to Lou. Oh he's God. like, "Keep keep it fair, keep it fair." I I can't as he's putting it into his yeah. pocket. I thought you were gonna say when he goes, "Ooh, my arm! I think it's, it's broken." It's good luck in Haiti. What's, what's really funny is. When I you said that, and then I repeated you, and I started doing the winking, forgetting that we're on a audio podcast. <laughs> Nobody can see me doing the winking. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like it's like when Mister Bur- when when Homer calls up Mister Burns and says that he quits, but he's winking. Homer, Mister Burns can't see you. <laughs> oh, Mister Burns, father of the big quitter. <laughs> Well, I just want to tell you that I'm a big quitter, too. And I quit. Father of the big quitter. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying trying to find the clue. Yes. Well, if quitting is the best, maybe I should just quit my job. Mr. Burns, this is Homer J. Simpson, the father of the big quitter. Well, I just wanted to tell you I'm a big quitter, too. And I quit. (laughs) Mr. Burns can't see you winking. So, (laughs) well, that's so funny. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. (laughs) 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 Maybe that could be our next project, watching season four (laughs) of The Simpsons. (laughs) I was just going to say, can we start watching? like one Simpsons clip a week at the end of each episode. <laughs> Not a whole episode. Just like certain, like I'll leave it up to you to pick some of the best. Some of the best and some of the worst of the Simpsons of the Simpsons clips and we'll just watch them. Were we, reco- were we recording at the beginning of this? When we were um, uh, saying uh, 
the 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 Homer uh, useless R D well, <laughs> or, or or was that that might have been just off the air? But oh, okay, let's, let's go for it. Tombstone, we know the future did visit that tombstone. Whose tombstone was it? Just lift up your coffee cups and see. <gasps> Good lord! Put out an APB on a useless R D well. Uh, better start with Greek Town. That's Homer J. Simpson, Chief. You're reading it upside down. Uh, cancel that APB. But uh, I'll bring back some of them uh, gyros. Uh, Chief, you're talking into your wallet. <laughs> but the thing that I don't know if anybody notices is that the tombstone says, we are richer for having for lost having lost him. <laughs> Homer, Homer's sister-in-law is that that is some cold-blooded shit to not only buy the tombstone, but to make it your coffee table until it can be... <laughs> that's, that's what I like to call... Cold-blooded! Bang-bang! <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'm at James, bitch. Tyler <laughs> Murphy! Everybody, darkness! Darkness is spreading! Darkness! <laughs> you... <laughs> All right, let's not... Oh, man, the Chappelle show gave us, like, the greatest bit ever. That's the greatest bit ever. Oh. I, I love Chappelle's show. I'm glad that it's on Netflix and all. But the funniest thing was finding out that the Prince basketball story was exactly as described. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Yes. Goes, well. I, I don't ever I never put my feet on his couch. I just, what am I? Yeah, I remember doing that. <laughs> to this day, I still say cocaine, hell of a drug. <laughs> I have that drop somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I put it, but. <laughs> you know what? What? What could? What could I really say at this point, right? Mm. <laughs> Except we got down, we got up, we got funky, and we got bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I thought I thought you wanted to. I, I thought that you said. I'm sorry that I turned into Spider there for a second. You, you said, wanted to watch Saturday Night Live clips at the end of the show, except Saturday Night Live. It, all it would remind me of is, is how that show is complete fucking garbage uh, these days. No, no, no. no. You said. You, you said, said. You said that I want that you wanted. To, you were all set, right? Yeah. No, no, right. no, no. No, you said it, right? I am all right. <laughs> What am I on a fucking paino mindless? What am I on a fucking paino mindless spider? <laughs> it's a wing. <laughs> I do like, uh, you know, uh, Tommy's like, what was that movie? He he asked the question, what was that movie Bogart did? And it's like, could you fucking nail it down? Bogart did like a hundred movies or Shane. whatever. Shane, I think Shane. Shane. The Oklahoma, the Oklahoma kid. The Oklahoma kid. <laughs> Yahoo, you motherfuckers! Yahoo, you motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Take him down to Ben Casey. Make him crawl like he crawls for the fucking drinks. Take him down to Ben Casey. Shoots, shoots him in the foot. And he's like, "Oh, now he's moving." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that shoe's bigger than your head. <laughs> Spider. You gonna let him get away with that? <laughs> Are we gonna start this up again? Uh, coming yeah. to. Can't, can't, can't. We cannot have this run three and a half hours. Although <laughs> I certainly did appreciate the positive response to it, and uh, I, yeah, I will absolutely. probably repost that on May 11th oh, every year. Yes, thank you so much to everybody. I mean, I was I was a little 
concerned. I was like, Jesus, three and a half hours. I was like, I don't know if we're going to. And then it was like, <laughs> you posted it at 6.55. We were getting retweets at like 6.59. <laughs> like, well, yeah. It, I was, mean, yeah. it was so yeah. fast. So I'm glad that we were able to uh, bring a little bit of joy- enjoyment to a movie that is <laughs> 21 years, 31 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what can I say? I had, I, had a, I had a good time doing it, you know? Go ahead. Yes. As did I. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I was going to play a drop there, but it would be kind of <laughs> ill, ill placed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What you the hell was just... that? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? French. That one? <laughs> Ooh, French. <laughs> my my last thing for Debbie Debbie Mazar was fucking unbecoming. <laughs> oh, so wonderful. There's some very uncomfortable, uh, very uncomfortable moments. So yeah, uh, if if you didn't listen to it because you, you felt like it was too long, just break it up into listening sessions or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really one of those things you can listen to while you're going to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't have it. Can't have that. Can't have. Can't have. Can't have. <laughs> just yeah. All right. Well, well. Th- thank you so much for joining me, Keithy. I, uh, I, I have, a, I have a lot of errands to do. I got to pick up my brother at the hospital. I got to make dinner. You know, this will... actually, I do have to make dinner. I got to, I have to make chicken thighs on a charcoal grill, which I haven't done in years. So, mm. yeah, it's gonna be tough. Uh. Well, I mean, you know, wait, wait, wait. What do you have to do again today? I make. Uh... And I, I got to go to Home Depot. I got to pick up some mulch for the backyard. I got to mow the front. I got to go up to yard waste and then pick up some compost there. <laughs> and I, and the whole time I'm going to be playing a, a mix of wonderful songs. Sounds like you have a hell of a day you got to listen to. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do a line of coke before uh, before doing it. But you might do a, you might take a couple of B12 shots. Yeah, the doctor is gonna take mercy on me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm in for I'm in for basically doing that day because then I I get to fuck Debbie Debbie Mazar, coked out Debbie Mazar. Yes, yes, sir. Oh, great one. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> All right. Well, th- thank you so much for joining me, Keithy. I appreciate it. And please. If you enjoyed this brand of whatever the fuck we're doing, watching 1999 WCW, leave a five-star review for Greeks of Allentown GFA Live on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted because it provides what is known as social proof that you are listening to and enjoying this podcast. I'm on Twitter at GF Allentown Pod. Keithy's on Twitter at Flounder824. See you next time for another exciting episode of GFA Live. Take that coffee to go. Can't have it in this shape.